I'm Ken Boone. Welcome to my podcast, Much More to Say. This show is sponsored by the Descant Music and Media Group, creators and producers of podcasts covering a wide range of subjects. Our shows are hosted on Spreaker and available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, our website, muchmoretosay.weebly.com. That's much more, the number two, say.weebly.com. Now, on with the show. Seems like we made it through the first quarter of 2022. And since we're here at this milestone, let's take a look back at the New Year's resolutions I made at the beginning of the year. All right, number one, it was to post all my plans on my dry erase board, and I am still doing it. Nice. Okay, number two, we're going to hit the fitness center at least twice a week. Yes, and in fact, the last two weeks, we've gone three times a week, which is really good, and I'm seeing the, uh, the progress, the effects, and I'm feeling great. Number three, eating healthy with less sweets, lower sodium, and more fruit. Matter of fact, I am cutting out my sweets. I am pretty much done with them. I mean, I'll treat here and there, but uh, that's where we are. Number four, and that's probably going to be the last one we visit in detail, and that's the one is for me to keep doing the good work. So... I guess to really address that one, I have to get through my whole list. And we're not quite there yet, but let's continue. Number five, and that's to make the house livable. That's to clean up. That's to clear out. And that's a work in progress. I mean, we're really going strong on that. In fact, that's the jumping off point for this episode. But let's continue on the list. Number six. Decrease my viewing of cable news. I'm doing so well at that that I... I may go and check out five minutes a week. I mean, really, I'm not, I'm not um, exaggerating. It's five minutes a week, and that's it. Here, a super long question, I'm out of there. All right, number seven, crack open a book once in a while. Haven't done that yet. You know, just a little bit of reading here and there, but I think I may have to come up with a plan B, and I'll give that some thought, and I'll get back to you. Number eight, attend a church service once in a while. We're probably waiting for the spring for that, but um, we did pick out the church, and I did learn the service times. I think the 945 service is contemporary, and the 1115 service is traditional. We're leaning towards traditional, but, um, you know, we'll keep you posted. Number nine, practice the drums four times a week. Still doing it. In fact, I am almost to the point where I can actually put a song on a CD or 
you know, pull up an, a, a YouTube video with a song or my MP3 player and start playing along with it, as long as I keep it simple. But it's going great. Number 10, practice the guitar at least three times a week. I'm practicing five times a week. Not long, but I'm doing it and I'm, uh, I'm hearing the progress. All right, number 11, to record Celia playing and singing again. Like I said last time, we haven't done that, but I have that room set up. And in fact, I even have our SoundCloud channel set up just ready for us to start recording, downloading, and putting them out there for people to hear. In fact, Celia's talking about getting another church gig, so we really have to get on that. And that's how we'll, you know, that's, that's the new form of demo now, SoundCloud. All right, number 12, as far as this podcast start doing interviews. Still, I don't know why I put that on the list. I'm really reluctant to to do interviews, but um, you know, I guess I'll have to. It's a skill to you know to to use that'll only help me in the future. Number 13. I like to do shows or episodes for other people. Still haven't done that yet. Haven't reached out to anybody in earnest, although there've been some you know, cursory conversations, but um, I'm sure I will. I've already done six other shows for other people, so, I mean, that's not something new. Number 14, all right, do some voiceover projects. You know, this year, haven't done that yet. It's coming soon. I have a vocal booth set up in this studio in the corner, and I've actually done a demo. I think I mentioned it in a prior episode. But I've done a demo, and um, it's not ready to go out, but it's, you know, it's, it's getting me used to the whole idea of voiceovers. And it's exciting. Number 15, produce some YouTube videos. Not necessarily for YouTube, but just to produce some videos. Haven't done that yet, but I am actually out there doing my research, checking out the different styles of YouTube videos. There are a lot of documentaries out there, and... I'm just trying to reverse engineer them and say, okay, can I do this? Is this as difficult? Do I need to get more gear? Do I have to do more research? But I'm working on that, and I'm confident that I'll have something ready in the next uh, two to three months. Riddle me this. What do you get when a 50-something tax accountant marries a 50-something borderline hoarder? Well, a lot of boxes that leave their house looking more like a warehouse than a private residence. Now, as I said in previous episodes and on previous shows, I moved around quite a bit. Sometimes the choice was mine. Other times I left two steps ahead of fill in the blanks. Now, starting from the first move, I would neatly pack my things up in boxes, carefully labeling them if time permitted. When I reached my destination, I always seemed to unpack a few of my things. Now, with the others, I was scared to throw that stuff out because it might be important. So I had extra stuff. I'd repeat that step or those steps every time I moved, and that was quite a few moves. Now, over the subsequent decades... We had boxes on top of boxes, and here we are. Now, add to my mess were the important papers of my wife, who happens to be a tax accountant, 
And she adheres to the IRS rules religiously about document retention. You don't throw this out for seven years. You don't throw that out for, you know, 10 years. So you've got her boxes, you've got my boxes and all these moves. And again, we're at the warehouse. Now, I said that resolution five of my 2022 New Year's resolutions was to make the house livable. That's easy enough. Now, all I had to do was, you know, determine the final disposition of the contents of all the boxes that I've been collecting or we've been collecting, because I'm not in this by myself now, over the past 20 years. So, what are we doing with these boxes? Let's talk about these boxes for a second. There were about 20 boxes in each of the following rooms. The dining room, the bonus room, which was served as my man cave and where I record this show. The spare bedroom, that's now Celia's, she said, once we get that. Well, it's not there yet, but we're, we're, we're getting there. And the guest room. Now, that's about 80 boxes right there, give or take. Had another 20 or so boxes in the attic plus another 50 boxes or 50-plus boxes in the garage. Now, remember I said it looked like a warehouse? Mm, maybe a little worse than that. Now, in addition to Celia being a tax accountant who hangs on to stuff and me being a borderline hoarder, I spent 10 years as a, an official custodian of records for a large accounting firm who's always seemed to be either answering subpoenas or getting sued. So I always had boxes, always had documents. I was always not throwing things out. So, and then with my natural tendency, again, here we are. Now, the good news is that over half of the boxes were labeled, which was good, but that still left dozens of boxes that I had to go through. Not to mention the loose documents we accumulated uh, in this stack here, this pile there, and um, so forth over the last 10 years. 10 plus years that we've been together. All right, now, I went through these boxes. I said I was. It was number five of my resolution. And while I was doing it, I found reams of documents relating to bad relationships, bad financial times, and bad relationships caused by bad financial times. And each situation caused my already meager net worth to shrink. Now, to paraphrase the Billy Joel song, scenes from an Italian restaurant, couples start to get into fights when the money gets tight. And I know from firsthand experience. Speaking of financial slash relationship woes, why do couples argue over money? I mean, is it normal? Now, most social scientists agree that financial disagreements can cause stress and dissatisfaction in relationships. In fact, a study at Kansas State University found that when new couples argue frequently about money, around they're around 2.5 times more likely to be less satisfied later in their marriage. Sometimes they break up. Why? Why do couples break up over money? Well, a lot of times they spend secretly. They lie about their bills or debt, or they hide cash. I know about that firsthand. 
when couples are dishonest about money and hide their financial problems, it's difficult for them to trust each other in all areas of their relationship. The secrecy often leads to the relationship breaking up. Sad. Now, I can honestly say in my marriage, fighting over money was never you know, part of the equation. And how did we avoid the uh, financial train wrecks that you know, most people can't or don't seem to be able to avoid? Well, we determined very early on that success and happiness was not determined by the number of zeros in our bank account. Now, we were also confident that we had the skills to make a buck if we needed to. As I told you before, Celia's an accountant. I am too. We both are musicians, and we've gotten paid doing both. Most importantly, we always gave thanks for what we did have and not so much lusted after the things we wanted to have. We were grateful, and Celia always has this thing that says um, part of her prayer is make me a good steward of, you know, what I have, and if I'm to have more, I'll be blessed with it. All right, that's us, but let's, let's hear what the experts have to say. Now, there are a whole slew of experts out there who have amassed personal fortunes by stating the obvious, stuff that we can work out, you know, as couples, as friends, or whatever. And they just spew this out to people who just can't balance their unlimited wants against very limited resources. Now, I was doing some research on this project, as I always do, and I ran across an article, and it was The Seven Steps to Stop Fighting Over Money. And it was by somebody named Rachel Cruz, and she's a blogger on the Dave Ramsey site. And here we go. Number one, recognize and appreciate your difference or your differences. Excuse me. Number two, share a joint account. Number three, schedule budget date nights. Number four, avoid wild exaggerations. Number five, attack your budget on your debt together. Number six, don't be afraid to compromise. And number seven, keep the end in mind. That's cool. Now, with the exception of budget date nights, Celia and I have practiced everything on that list. And we did it without spending 10 to $20 a month for an enrollment in Financial Peace University. It's common sense. It's respect. Now, I'd like to leave you with this. Now, I found that being happy in my life and in my marriage has allowed me to feel abundant, even in lean times. We are experienced to know that those lean times are temporary. I also found that since we enjoy each other's company so much, we don't need every square foot of our house to maintain safe distance from each other. We're always up under each other, and it doesn't drive, we don't drive each other crazy. So, I mean, that's another reason why the boxes kind of piled up and we really didn't notice. Now, as of this recording, Celia's, she said, oh, let's try that again. This is a tongue twister. As of this recording, Celia's, she said, is about 95% cleaned out. 
I mean, next on the list is the dining room. There's about a bunch of boxes in there that, you know, we've gotten some out, but we'll get the rest. And I still have dreams of replacing my table and chairs in there with a baby grand piano. But that's probably just magical thinking. And if I can't afford it, and I have a new saying, if I cannot afford it, I don't. If I don't need it, then I don't want it. That's the saying. I'll get it right. <laughs> Most money issues, especially in terms of relationships, and as they impact relationships, most money issues are surmountable. Now, as long as Celia and I can count beans and play songs, we'll always be able to pay our bills, and we have for the last 12 years. Doing the next right thing always seems to open up the door to success. Our quote for today is from our favorite Greek philosopher, Epictetus. Wealth consists not in having great possessions, but in having few wants. Until next time, this is Ken Boone. Thanks for listening. We invite you to visit our website, muchmoretosay.weebly.com. That's much more than number two, say.weebly.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our podcasts are hosted on Spreaker. We can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and most podcast directories. So like, comment, share, and join the conversation. This has been a production of the Descant Music and Media Group.